This is the Caribbean Chocolate, the First Lady of 40 Acres, Jocelyn Navarro, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you run the show. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of the fifth episode of AIW's Go For Broke that you can find on independentwrestling.tv. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and introducing Amazon Music. Uh, fun fact, I've submitted to Amazon Music a while ago and never got confirmation, and then while I was Googling something... I happened to come across a Amazon music listing for wrestling cheers. And I went, what the fuck? But anyway, you can also find us, like I said, on Amazon music. And of course, Podbean wrestling cheers Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email. If you so choose our wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at water Net. Like I said, this is a review of the fifth episode of AIW's Go For Broke on independentwrestling.tv. And you, if you've been listening the past, you know, this would be the sixth episode. So the past five episodes, then you kind of know what's going to happen. There's myself and we have Charlie Butters. Yes, sir. And we have Josh Goldstein. Fired up from my trip to Cleveland, everybody. Very excited today. Well, unfortunately, we're not really going to talk much about like those shows. Yep. Still fired up. Ready to roll on. Go for broke. For those asking, uh, I don't 100% know when we will get into the uh, reviews. I'm hoping within the next week or two I can get those out, and those will be bonus episodes. But uh, we will see. It just comes down to planning them and everything, and I haven't necessarily gotten that far just yet. But it's something uh, I definitely want to review. Especially with a lot of the things that happened at those shows. Uh, it's something we, we got to dive into. But a lot going on with AIW. We had those two shows in the past. We have this show that we're talking about. And of course, AIW next month, June 18th, major announcement. And featuring the AIW debut of Matt Cardona and Smart Mark Sterling. Also the return of Brian Myers. And I mean kind of return of Hornswoggle. I mean, he's, he's here a lot, but yeah, that's uh, already sold out. Sold out within about 36 hours? Something like that. Like all day Monday, and I think it was sold around before noon today, as we're recording this on Tuesday? Somewhere around there, but yeah, the if you got tickets, great. If you didn't, you might be able to watch it on IWTV. We'll figure, or we'll hear from that later on from AIW, whether that's happening or not. And then, of course, next day, Toy Ohio featuring the same four people, but uh, we already got people coming in for that show. Uh, Adam Van from At Odds with Wrestling is coming in for both shows. Looking forward to that. But all that uh, somewhat AIW housekeeping out of the way, let's talk about Go for Broke, episode five. Jay Gold, what were your uh, thoughts on the episode as a whole? Uh, I, it, it, is, uh, it was an emotional episode. Um, I think for, for many reasons, and we'll go over it. Um, it was an emotional episode. It was a high energy episode, which was good too. Um, and coming off of, you know, a high of, of AIW really getting back into the swing of things. Um, the characters and the players on the show mean that much more as you've gotten to see them, um, in person now and now go for broke is, is really going along full steam. So, um, yeah, it was, it was an emotional and a high energy episode and I, and I really enjoyed it. What were your thoughts on the butters? 
Uh, you know, it was definitely emotional, and uh, they definitely have hit their stride with everything else. So it's uh, just chugging along. It's good stuff. I absolutely love these vignettes. We've we've learned a lot about these wrestlers, uh, and it's something that I've said, you know, for many weeks. So I won't like necessarily dive back into it, but hearing a lot of the uh, real life stories with these particular individuals is always awesome to hear. And I, I generally love pretty much every AIW wrestler. So hearing all these stories makes me love them even more. And this week was no different butters. How did, uh, how did this episode start off? So we got our weekly recap and then we jumped into the leaderboard and I have a photo of the leaderboard so I can actually <laughs> go over it this week. I was giving you shit last week, just like fucking well, with you. Most of it. The, the f- I, I, I had to take a photo this week because there's lots of stuff going on now. The, the deeper we get, the more we're going to need to talk about this because so, it all matters now. The, the the funny thing was, I think last week when I was giving you shit for it, if you went to Jay Gold's Twitter, I think he had a picture of it like up and you could you could use that. <laughs> yeah, I put it up every week. Oh man, I didn't even think to go look. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> my bad. I, I honestly, I'm so busy taking notes. I can't. I don't even live tweet the show. Like I, I, I'm busy taking notes for this. So like I can't. I can't jump back and forth. Or I literally just would not be paying attention to any of the show. So I just, I just try to focus on one thing, and then, I mean, I'll. I'll go back and try to like like stuff and retweet stuff that you know i agree with or whatever but i i yeah i'm i can't live tweet the show and uh try to take notes for this so well if you if you did see on this week's uh uh leaderboard steve guy was actually he does his voiceover you know of the of the leaderboard and this week he actually had to needle brian carson a little bit for <laughs> gambling away his money if you listen to that he went something about and brian carson did something really stupid and he's not on the leaderboard, and he gambled away his money. So um, that was kind of good that you get that uh, uh, real-time commentary of Steve Guy over the leaderboard uh, screen, which is kind of cool. Yeah, Steve Guy is the unsung hero of, of this show, man. Like, he does so much for this, and uh, all, between that and all the editing and everything he throws in, it's just uh, props to him, man. He just... Yeah, we don't give him enough credit. I think he he deserves a a, a buttload of credit for the the uh, editing. It, it's it's great. I mean, they they run on such a shoestring budget, and uh, and it comes out so professional looking and and so you know ready for TV. So definitely give him props. Yeah, you want to talk about live tweeting and everything? Like I t- live tweet from Wrestling Cheers. I will tweet out any personal opinions too, which. It's about a handful per episode, like I won't go too crazy on it. And then also going back and forth between the Twitter app and the notes app where I can have a rundown of the show instead of because I think it was whatever week, like week two or three. I was just like, yeah, okay, hey, Butters, what was what was next? Because I genuinely only thing I had down was the matches. So like Mm -hmm. I, I need to go, okay. I know Charlie's going to mention like all these other segments, but instead of going like, oh, the match was next. Oh, no, there was another segment that I forgot about. Oh, I'm sorry. I sound like an idiot. So I have my little cheat sheet too of, okay, now when I actually ask Charlie, I know what the next segments were. We're just trying to uh, make the, the show sound a little bit, uh, I would say more genuine or something, or basically where it's not just me talking. It's like, okay, butters, what, what, are, what are you adding? What, what, what's, what's next? Which we can say, uh, if there's nothing on the leaderboard, what was next? Well, I want to go over what's on the leaderboard. Oh, that's true. There's some important stuff here. So we know the Duke is at 3,500. Wes Barkley's and PB and Trey and Dom are all tied for second with 2,000. Biggins Bucks. Uh, Eric Taylor and Derek Dillinger both have 1,500. TKD, Philly Collins, Ethan Wright, and Kaplan are another four-way tie. And then we have Ziggy Heim and Mikey Montgomery, each with 500. And another s- s- conspicuously absent from this is uh the other tag team champion marino t with zero that's a little uh concerning for me that the tag champ does not have any biggins bucks right now i kind of wanted to go up to them at the shows and be like hey you know you're supposed to win on, on these shows <laughs> like what are you guys doing what's what's going on here uh but but i didn't uh i didn't harass them at all so uh but up next we did have a uh very um emotional vignette with jocelyn navarro like once once like she started talking i was paying attention 
reaction to it. And then she started talking about uh, having breast cancer and it hit home for me because I lost my mom to breast cancer and uh, it was, it really got me. So choked me up pretty good. Yeah. And I think, um, I think the way they laid it out here, um, you know, Jocelyn by herself, um, um, she didn't have 40 acres with her and she was very raw, you know, as far as her emotions. And uh, it was, it was, I, I had written down, you don't see this anywhere else. Um, you know, you literally don't see this kind of emotion and this kind of realism, you know, uh, reality, so to speak. I, I don't, I don't mean like realism, like it's fake and you get like somebody feeling real. You don't get the realness of somebody bearing their soul on any other of these, you know, wrestling shows on IWTV or, or out there. So it, it, you know, it really puts you in a different headspace when you're, when you're watching her and then you, you really want to root for, for this person to succeed. And you, and you, you can, either, you can be either really impressed or you can be, um, uplifted or, you know, any one of those terms from watching her speak is what that, that really just, you know, laid out for you. And, and it was beautiful. It was just a, it was just a really, really nice way to start the show off. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else I could really add to that. Um, uh, you did hear uh, Jocelyn at the beginning of this episode and, uh, that wasn't not necessarily coordinated. I, I got that soundbite, uh, this past week and, uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Jocelyn. I've watched her, you know, scratch and claw around this area lately. And then like hearing about that story, just, it makes you root for her even more. And I respect her of, you know, keeping that to herself or like, you know, I mean, not necessarily making it a, a big story for her. So, uh, yeah, that's, she's awesome. And I guess that can go into our, uh, into our first match. Started off with Megan Myers versus Jocelyn Navarro. And is, is this the first women's match? Yes. It's the first women woman versus woman. The women have wrestled yeah, a yeah, bunch, yeah. but not not against each other. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. We haven't like really seen that at all. Which I mean it's it's fine seeing intergender stuff. That's something we're we're very used to. But here, episode five, we get the first uh like I said, first woman's match. Jago, what were your thoughts on it? I thought it was a good match. Um I, I thought I think Megan is is a little green, but I, I think um the match was was very well done. She didn't overplay the spooky stuff this week. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more spooky stuff from her. Um, but um, good match. Megan takes a beating. I, I mean, these ladies were not holding back. And, um, you know, after that, that buckle bomb that she took from Derek um, and what she was doing with uh, with Jocelyn in the ring, I, I give her a lot of respect. Uh, she, she's not in there to uh, sugarcoat it. Uh, they really threw at each other. And um, it was nice to see. It, it did not feel like, you know, any kind of student match. It didn't feel like, you know, uh, um, amateur, you know, amateur hour, like when you go to some, you know, independent shows and the people are green. It was a good match. It, it was clean. And, uh, and, and, you know, the finish was, was great. Uh, I had no problem with a, uh, with a tap out finish. So, yeah, I was satisfied with this. Jay Gold, you always don't have to, like, jump to the finish. Like, oh. <laughs> You've, you've at least listened to wrestling cheers long enough. Like normally we kind of like maybe avoid talking about the finish until it's like, Hey, we're wrapping it up. We're talking about like the match as a whole. My bad. I'll pull back on the finishes. My bad. All right, butters. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely, uh, I mean, there were some spots that were a little, uh, iffy, but I thought everything else looked really great. And, um, I mean, after, after that vignette, like you, you just can't help but cheer for Jocelyn and like, uh, you know, the, to, with everything in that match, I mean, it was, I, I saw more moves out of her and stuff like that. So I was, I was impressed. I'm, I'm excited to see more. I want to see more. You know, if, if I could just say Jocelyn's music, when we saw her last weekend, she comes out to some really like really banging music. And I, I would, the only thing we're missing, I think from go for broke is full entrances. So I'm curious as to what Megan's entrance will look like when she's in front of people. Um, that's the one thing that we're kind of lacking because her character is, is as we, you know, as I joke a little spooky, I'd like to see what, you know, what she's going to come out to and how she's going to present herself. That's the one thing I feel like we're missing when some of these students or some of these younger wrestlers are out there. 
because you know we've we've seen Jocelyn. She comes out with forty acres, and now you know not everybody. So I, I'm not gonna like you know say like you know everybody should have seen it. But last weekend when we saw her come out, so I like her music. I like her presentation. I'd love to see Megan's presentation in front of a crowd. Uh, two things, like when it comes to that. First, we're not gonna get into it, but I can't wait to talk about AIW. Is this something you're interested in? Because the dark match that had Megan, there's a aspect of that match that has to do with her that I want to see more of. And I hope it becomes a thing either later on and go for broke or it just becomes a thing in regular AIW and we'll continue with it, you know, after go for broke. I don't want to get too much into that. Yeah, we, we ain't ready for that yet. We ain't ready. <laughs> but also, I've seen Megan in other companies. If her music stays the same, because, I mean, sometimes, you know, people change it, especially over time. Her aesthetic that she used, like, I don't remember the exact song, but was more of kind of like, you know how some horror movies kind of have these little old uh, kind of poppy song? I don't want to say poppy, but... uh. Ed's ears perked up here at Poppy. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, these older, uh, like, upbeat songs that are used in horror movies. Like, I mean, we're talking old as in, like, probably, like, 30s, 40s old. But it's supposed to be come off, like, creepy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's the kind of music she uses. I like that. That's cool. I'd like to see that. Because she's, in a way, she's, a, like, a horror movie come to life. But she's not, like, the regular slasher. She's, uh... She's the ring. She's the Annabelle. She's like all those things uh, come together. And uh, yeah, the, I, I don't remember the song that she uses, but I, that's what I remember from it. So if, if that is that is what she uses, then yeah, she'll she'll do great. And Jocelyn came out to uh, some, some Damian Marley and you can uh, listen to that on the AIW, the music Spotify playlist and also. So did you update the Apple one yet? I got to finish updating it, but yeah, it'll be uh, updated. Okay. So yeah, we, we just have a disagreement on whether uh, Shane Douglas should be on there. I'm not putting it on there. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's just me. In my opinion, he doesn't fit the aesthetic of, so of the playlist. It. Stop it. Hey, you tried proving me wrong. And I'm like, no, well, that, uh, yeah. The, yes. Guido's only been here a couple of times, but Tracy Smothers has been here a lot too. And that kind of goes with it. I don't know. Shane's a yearly guest. I don't see why. What the harm is in putting his music on there? That's wrong. He was not here last year. Nobody, nobody was. There. Nobody was here <laughs> last year. But 2019, he was. I'm pretty sure 2018, he was. He was at Tequila Jacks the one year. He was at uh, the place in uh, no, was one of the temporary homes for with Francine, and then he was here this year. So, like, I feel like. He's been here enough. He's been here almost yearly. I still feel feel like he's a special guest. Who doesn't love the franchise? Come on. I mean, I, I love him. I love the theme, but I don't consider it part of like the AIW roster. But I mean, there there are themes that like, okay, like if we put them under the microscope, are they more of a special guest or are they more of a roster? I kind of look at it. If I look at you as an independent wrestler and you've been to AIW enough times, then fine, I'll, you'll be on. But if you like made your name in WWE, ECW, whatever, I don't necessarily look at it the same. Like, uh, I think Grado was one that I'm like, well, like, where does Grado fit? But I'm like, at least Grado was an independent wrestler. We could also say the same thing. We just added the main events theme. Technically, they've only been to AEW twice, but we added them after night one. Yep. I added everybody from the scramble, too. They were on the show officially instead of a dark match. I mean, even added... Uh, one of the dark match songs because I know that they're going to be a fixture eventually in AIW. They just haven't officially debuted. So, but it doesn't hurt. I mean, we can always take stuff off. It's not, not like a permanent list. Uh, well, scientific. That's what it sounds like. It's very scientific. But anyway, let's circle back around. Let's let's talk about the finish of the match and continue on. I was just going to throw out too. I I did delete one song off that playlist that used to be on it. I don't know if you deleted it off yours. And that's that one group from Indiana that's no longer around. Uh, you'll have to send me the thing, and I'll I'll take care of it. Okay. Uh, yeah the the finish. Uh, Josh, what was the finish of the match? I I forget. Oh man, the finish was a tap out. 
Jocelyn tapped out Megan. And, uh, yeah, I did not expect Spooky Gal to get tapped out because I figured she would uh, – she took a beating and she would, and you'd have to really give her a good one to knock her out. But uh, she tapped out to I, – I'm, I don't – I don't have cross face chicken wing, right? Cross face. So yeah, good match. Jocelyn gets the rub and and the thousand bucks, and uh, we are on to the uh, to the backstage. Well, we 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 have to say that big thank you to our returning friend, Ref Jayhawk at Ref Jayhawk. He did provide us with times this week, and it was uh, four minutes and fifty three seconds. Then Charlie Butters, what happened next? All right, we got uh, TKD talking to Dom backstage, asking for some advice. Uh, Dom kind of tells him, you know, gives him some advice, and then uh, Kaplan interrupts and says, it's easy, Tom. You just got to go out there and fuck him up like I'm about to do. <laughs> and he heads to the ring. Kaplan is in the running for Go For Broke MVP. I think right now we're down between him and the Duke. Maybe maybe throw in Wes Barkley there. Which, did, did you guys hear that... His segment last week, uh, like the 15 minute segment, is like the most watched segment in IWTV history. I, I did hear that. I did hear that. The quarter yeah. hour god. Yeah. Yes, sir. So a big shout out to our boy, Wes Barkley, for pulling in the numbers for IWTV. I, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to get his own promo code now whenever, uh, whenever that comes back. And he like money would just get funneled straight to him because he's helping build this platform. And maybe he'll get a shot at that IWTV heavyweight title, too, you know. Man, the line for Lee Moriarty is really building up. Yes, it is. All right, then uh, we got into our next match. Kaplan versus Arthur McArthur. Butters, how'd you feel about this one? (laughs) This was pure insanity, like... You could tell, like, just how insane it was by, like, Thorne and everybody on commentary just going crazy as it was happening. This was just, holy shit. This was wild. This was, I mean, Kaplan is just on this, he's on a tear. I'm going to say it. He's on a tear right now, like, between his promos, between these matches. uh, And after this last weekend, like, Kaplan is, is working his way to... Uh, he he's gonna be a main event player, I think, in AIW by the end of the year. Like, holy shit! He's he's like a I don't want to call him a breakout star, but it's like a dude that you know has always somewhat been around, but you know because of his job and a couple other things, he hasn't been wrestling as much. And yeah, he makes certain pop ups here, but now, especially this past week and this show, it's he's just been absolutely killing it. Jay Gold, your thoughts? Well, so. Kaplan introduced us to the intros are now almost like video games. Kaplan introduced us into the trash talking in the little box when they, when Steve guy introduced him. And I believe he said, he, he said, let's get this match going. I have, uh, I, I have 10 minutes and, uh, I need to go home, take a shower. I have a date in 10 minutes. I need to go home, take a shower and be five minutes early. Uh, he, he was outstanding. And yeah, <laughs> Thorne and Wadsworth, I have written down just the glee in their voices as these two mammoth men just hammer each other. And and at one point, I think Kaplan did his his over the top rope. You know, his his uh, is it a it, it's just a somersault? Uh, uh, plancha? <laughs> it's a death splash, dude! I oh mean, my god! What do you call it? A death splash? <laughs> he just dives over he, the ropes. He man. dove over the top just... rope. He he missed. Wrote, he under rotated. And his head made a sound like a coconut being cracked open, falling out of a tree. And he got right back up like nothing happened. And Thorne just goes, did you just hear that thud? That was his head. The man just got up like nothing happened. And Wadsworth and him, or you just hear like, it's almost like you could tell they had giant smiles on their face during this match. Right. Artie Mack and Kaplan just beat that piss out of each other. And, it was super duper entertaining. Like it just was a glorious mess and it was a, it was super entertaining and that's all you can ask for something like this. And the energy was there. And I think even if, if those guys did that in front of a crowd, like you would have just been looking at each other, like in scanners and heads would have just been exploding. Like the, the it just was that kind of like craziness. Yeah. Just Kaplan. Kaplan's fucking awesome. He really is. He's awesome. 
He just, oh man, that Dominator pile driver that he hit just <laughs> jumped up my seat. I was like, holy shit. I think oh, Thorne said, I think Thorne was screaming, he's dead. Arthur MacArthur <laughs> is dead. <laughs> Send him back in time again, man. Holy shit. <laughs> he knocked Scott Bakula right out of him. <laughs> so will this make Arthur MacArthur crazier? I think so. I think he's going to end up like even further in the past now he's going to be a caveman with uh, a box <laughs> I, that was coming. That. <laughs> I was i was i was thinking just like yeah he, he can't just go like that far back right now it's like okay he's he's in the early 1900s you know like 1920 or whatever like next thing you know he, he's going to go back to like the civil war era and then after oh this God, ne- every head injury he goes back another like like generation to become something else <laughs> goes back to colonial time <laughs> oh boy there's so many places we can go with that yep that's that's some good tv right there i'm telling yep. you what <laughs> but uh jake you kind of got what you wanted uh, even i think the way thorn talked about it of uh arthur MacArthur has to like he can't do the character stuff it has to he has to you know fight more and and he did he went out there and, and it it it, that's where it works so that, you know, we get a chance to see, look, Arthur's really a good, he's a good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. So I enjoyed, I can enjoy watching him, whether he wants to do the strongest man, you know, act, or he wants to go out there and wrestle. And I, I was very pleased with that. I mean, I, I, he didn't need it in this match. Kaplan's not going to go for your gimmicks. Like that's the best part about Kaplan. He's like, I'm going to just go out and kick your ass. And then you go out there and try to give him a gimmick, and he just is like, I'm not doing this. And he just blasts right through you. So, you know, this might have been the perfect matchup to kind of get Arthur focused on on what was important, which is, you know, getting those bucks instead of tossing a bowler hat into the second deck. So it was Kaplan pinning uh, Arthur MacArthur for the win in about three minutes and eight seconds. Once again, that was provided to us by Ref Jayhawk. Butters, what happened next? Uh, we got a Twan Tucker vignette, and it uh, jumped over, uh, you know, talked about him playing football, um, and then him wanting to try wrestling, and everything that kind of came about from that, and uh, he talked about Biggins quite a bit, uh, pretty emotional again. Yeah, how, how can you not love Twan? He's just, I mean, the, the two vignettes, I mean, the goodness, Twan is such a good, he, he just comes up as a good man. And uh, and it was just the right, you know, they didn't go into his his uh, his, uh, you know, like his aggression when he comes out. And he's just like, you know, don't play with me. Like they didn't have to do that. They 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 humanized him down to what he is. And, and he's a good man. He's he's a kid. He's not even that old. Like he he's been through a lot and and to get to where he is. And that was tonight's vignettes really just peel back the layers. And you just want to go like through the screen and hug Tuan. And, you know, just it, you just want to see him win. And uh, and and that's, you know, that that was the magic of this episode today. So this just kind of, you know, reinforced what themes they were they were kind of putting on, which was emotional and energetic. I mean, we're all kids to you, Jay Gold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit older than you guys. Also, before I forget, too, did you guys notice anything in the Jocelyn vignette? Oh, you mean that uh, photo that was credited to Wrestling Cheers? Yes. That pop- I did see that. That popped me. <laughs> and I think it's funny because uh, there were a few pictures from uh, these past shows that uh, I took on Twitter, and people used them without giving me credit. And I was like, I'm not I'm not diving into that bullshit of what we saw on Twitter with fucking Chelsea Green. I'm like, it, it's whatever. But my only issue with some of them uh, some of the people who did do that, because I was like, ah, oh, you know, they just pulled it off Twitter, you know, it's, it's whatever. And then I see them post like another picture from the show and give whoever took it credit. I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that shit? But uh, what they do, they took pictures of you and a couple of wrestlers and cut you out and just use the wrestlers. No, uh, like pictures that I took from, you know, on, on wrestling cheers. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just busting your balls. <laughs> All right, listen here, Grandpa. It's like past midnight. And I'm like, I don't even know why you're up. Like, are you? Aren't you about to wake up in about two hours? I am. Don't you have to get to the diner for the early bird special? 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um yeah, I fucking love I do love Big Twan, like back to him and this is where I put out a tweet and it kind of came back later on too and I was like that's it's it's 100% and it's one thing I've noticed with a lot of these vignettes is we get a lot of talk about Biggins and it's a theme that I do love because the what I tweeted out was like we all miss Biggins and I wish he could see all this cuz like it's we just hearing like everybody talk about him like always I mean it, it like it makes me happy but makes me sad at the same time and uh, something that I don't know if I've said here on the on the podcast before but like the picture they use with him and Faye is the last memory I have of him because that was taken at the last girls night out and I want to say that picture was taken like not that long before I walked out the door because Biggins was in his regular you know spot like right there by the door uh, and they're packing everything up and like Faye came over and I, I want to say you know uh, Caden's grandpa took that picture and for me like that that just lives in my head and every time I see it and even actually every time I think of Faye like I think of that picture so I, like throwing that in the package like made me like I said look kind of like happy but you know sad at the same time yeah, I think one of the great things that they uh, are kind of starting to unveil to us um, with the series going further, uh, talking about Biggins, is because this is going towards the, the the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament. So obviously, we need to, you know, kind of memorialize him and discuss him uh, and, and explain why this tournament is so special to everybody and why they're really fighting to get into that tournament because of Biggins. So. I think that that kind of all ties in uh, when you really kind of break it down and look at it. It it makes a lot of sense, and I think that that's uh, going forward. If we see more of that, um, that I think that's you know a, a good route to uh, get everybody invested in and understand why this tournament means so much to everybody, rather than just you know a means to an end or a title shot. You know, it's it's more than that. So, and of course, too, like it explains like who biggins is for biggins bucks right like, like we kind of forget like i mean we're in like our own bubble here that people could be watching this from other states and like they didn't know who chandler biggins was and they don't understand what these biggins bucks are you know far as you know they know they it's it's just a weird way to say money i don't know like that like i said not everybody knew who chandler biggins was so yeah i, I do love the them highlighting it and then we got on to our next match Big Tuan Tucker versus Casey Carrington. And uh, I mean, this match went on a little longer than I thought it would, but still pretty quick match. Jay, go over your thoughts. I, I like, I like Casey Carrington a lot. Um, and I like, uh, and I just love Tuan and it, it just was Casey Carrington has gotten beat up during, uh, during go for broke. And he got beat up again tonight. And uh, I like watching Casey Carrington get beat up. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, you know, simple, like what, well, well, what we want it to be. This is, this is what you should do with Tuan butters. Yeah. You know, uh, Tuan is he's coming off a loss, um, from, I believe it was our, the first show. So he had to obviously step it up here and, you know, Casey's also had a loss as well. So, uh, this is going to put one of these guys on the board and, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I, th- I think you need a, a smaller athletic guy to showcase Tuan's power. And, and the one thing that, that AIW uh, has gotten right um, during, during the show is when they do put on, you know, squashes, so to speak, squash matches or whatever we used to call them. When I was a kid, we used to call them scrubs matches, whatever. When you put in a match with a guy, with a seasoned guy who, you know, should, should intelligently be the winner. Um, and you want to make him look big, especially a guy with Tuan's sheer size. Um, you put him up against somebody who is who can kind of move, who's more athletic and can move around, and and they've done that very well. So uh, the matchup itself was kind of the perfect way to showcase Tuan, get him back where he needs to be. And uh, big Tuan Tucker got the win. What happened next, Butters? We got a time capsule toys commercial. Hell yeah, we did. And then after that. Uh, we got Tuan coming through the curtain saying he's ready to take on anyone. And then we uh, ran into the Duke having a little strategy session with the Bitcoin boys. And uh, it was interrupted by Rip City, Josh Bishop and Wes Barkley. And they say that uh, they'll help Bitcoin get the win tonight and win the belts if they get the first title shot. 
Patrick says he might take the belts off Bishop, and uh, they basically shrug them off, so they don't need their help. Uh, you know, uh, what Rip City goes out to the hallway, and they say, you know, guess they uh, they can make that make that not happen as well. So, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and uh, looks like they might get involved in the main event. And the rumor is the rating shot through the roof during that uh, segment. As a matter of fact, as soon as the door opened and Mr. IWTV, Mr. Uh, Tuesday night opened the door, Wes Barkley, the ratings went skyrocketed and became the quarter hour, just won, won the night at that spot. Uh, it, it's still early. We're waiting on the, the final the final count from that, but it, it is pretty close. Yep. The overnights that we're getting here in the Wrestling Cheers War Room in the uh, in the strategy room, we're seeing our the the ratings are are looking good. With confidence, we can say that it was again the highest rated segment. But I I, I like the fact that now you're starting to see um, some fractures. Um, I like that you're seeing um, so to see the two as we started to say earlier the two um, MVPs that are really clearing out of this show. You know, Wes and the Duke going at it. Um, I like seeing the the talkers kind of war of words with each other and and you know maybe duke is uh maybe they're maybe they're starting to make enemies where you know he really shouldn't have done that and um i like i like what is coming out as far as the interactions between the higher end the winners the the guys who are who are um up on the top of the leaderboard you start to see a little confidence you start to see you know maybe some miscalculations some cockiness and i think that's uh that's very cool. And, 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 you know, the writing has been so good for the show that you can, you know, gives us a way here to analyze the fact that, yeah, maybe, maybe Duke is getting a little overconfident. So, um, that was a, that was a cool segment. Though that segment made me want to see the Duke actually win it all and then challenge Bishop for the absolute title. Could you imagine uh-huh. the murder scene that would be the Duke's death? <laughs> Yeah, I believe Bishop actually commented on that. I mean, he's a monster. Every Bishop's Bishop's uh, aura and his his uh, the way he carries himself. You know, you you couldn't get a better have like a better heavyweight champion than what they package Bishop as right now. I mean, he's young, he's powerful, he looks like a million bucks, he's gigantic. I mean, you can't package a more perfect champ for your company right now. Than, than what Bishop looks like. I mean, you can look around the indies at the titles, the guys who have the titles. It's fine and all, but look at l- the look, just the presentation of Josh Bishop and, and the evolution of what he came from. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's top-notch. It's how you want your champion to look. So every time he walks in the room during the show, the, the lights just, he swallows the room with his person, like with his aura. He's just, he just comes across as that kind of champion. I can't, in my head, I can't fathom one guy who's going to beat him right now. And, you know, I, I love to say, you know, I want, I think Derek's going to win it all, but I can't fathom how. I don't know how you're going to get the belts off of Bishop. He's a monster. I got to wonder how long, on a side note, that it'll be until Bishop loses at least the intense title. Like maybe there's like, all right, you know, we have to like take this away from you or you got to like forfeit it or, or whatever. I mean, I'm not 100% sure if that will happen, but. You know, if it does happen, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you I, might have to defend both of them uh, in the same night uh, in separate matches. I mean, they could do that. Lots of things uh, they could do. I agree more with 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 Summers. You know, remember the the Ultimate Warrior dropped the IC title after he won the heavyweight title. So I mean, maybe one day they'll have Bishop say, "Look, I'm not I'm not going to defend the intense belt. There's no reason to. I'm the heavyweight champ." And then you can throw that intense belt, you know, into a into a title uh, scene that is loaded with talent. So, you know, who knows where that's going to come from, but, um, the way he looks now, nobody can beat him and nobody should beat him. I feel like if they were going to do that though, they should have done that off the rip instead of having him actually defend him multiple times as the absolute and intense champion. I think if, if, if they just do that all of a sudden, um, I don't know. It doesn't make as much sense. That's true. That's true. I was just looking for an out, you know, to kind of, I mean, yeah, I mean, if that's what they want to do, absolutely. There's a lot of fun things. Like we kind of, uh, toyed with the idea, uh, over dinner on Friday about maybe, you know, Wes Barkley is put in a match against Josh Bishop for the intense title and, uh, 
they redo the uh, Shawn Michaels Triple H. Uh-huh. There's all kinds of fun stuff you can do. I mean, I'm I'm just, I mean, we 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 may never see any of that. They may just you know have the two belts, and then I think the the more interesting thing would be for him to have to start defending them individually multiple times on the show, because uh, then you never know if he's actually you know if you could drop the belt or how he's going to retain, and then he's going to have to go into another match later on. It'll be yeah. very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Plus, we get to see more more Josh Bishop on the show, which I'm I'm all for. So, mm-hmm. where did we go with that tangent? I think we, was that a oh yeah, talk about uh, the Bitcoin. That was just the segment. Yeah, that was just the the segment with the Bitcoin boys leading into the next match. Yeah, I was looking at my rundown. I'm like, where the f- fuck did we? Oh yeah, the Bitcoin boys and Rip City Shooter segment. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's uh let's move on to our next match. Ziggy Heim versus Brian Carson in a uh, a fairly short match. Did I did I say the length of the Big Twan Casey Carrington match? I don't, I don't believe so. so. Uh, that was uh, one minute and fifty six seconds. This was also a, a pretty short match. Or your thoughts on it, Jay Gold? Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so. Um, you know, I, I can, I always love seeing Derek on the show. Um, and, and Ziggy, um, I mean, it, it, this match kind of didn't fit the format of tonight seeing, you know, it, it, I get that Carson needs to get his win back. Like he's looking to get some money back and they, they went over that, but, um, it, the match just kind of popped up, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, it just it didn't fit at that segment, but it it was you know I get what they were trying to do. Carson was trying to reestablish Carson to get his money back, and he thought he could maybe get an easy win over Ziggy. Butters. Yeah, it uh, it seemed like I mean I thought it fit fine because I mean we know we're gonna have multiple matches on the show, so like this one was just uh, no real story to it other than you know Brian Carson. We're kind of getting back to him and um and you know his saga of losing winning and then losing his money. And then, uh, you know, Ziggy kind of just going with the flow and getting that roll-up win, man. I, li- I like that Ziggy doesn't – that they can put Ziggy into those matches only because, you know, Derek kind of has her on almost like a – she's almost like a pit bull on a leash. And uh, she just – like you, you saw no hesitation in her. And mm-hmm. I, that character is kind of cool. Like uh, Brian Carson's like – you know, you just see him in the corner. He's kind of talking to himself. He knows he messed up. And, you know, then you, they go over to Ziggy and she's just, she's just game. You could just tell, you look in her eyes, you're like, yep, she's coming in and she is going to take, you know, she's, something's going to happen and Ziggy doesn't care. You know, she wants, she wants to fight. And I, I like that. That part of her presentation is very cool. It was Ziggy Heim rolling up Brian Carson for the pin and the win. And I don't know if this is a coincidence or just how uh, Jayhawk timed it. This match was also one minute and 56 seconds. I had to double check his tweets when I was writing this down. I'm like, did I, did I put the right one? Oh no, they were both one minute and 56 seconds. Butters, what was next? Uh, up next, we got a, um, another Dom vignette, uh, this time about Chandler. Yeah. This is kind of goes back to what I was saying of how, like we all miss Biggins and I wish he could see it. And then once I saw this, like it just, reiterated the fact for me like yep we all fucking miss biggins and i'm like that's t- i don't know if that comes off like a knock but to me that's i'm not it's it's something that we all share and i'm i'm happy that it's getting told you you made a really good point earlier about how now you're starting to see biggins incorporate into the vignettes and how he affected people mm-hmm. um and and uh i never i never met him so like i wrote this i wrote something small on twitter about it and i i you know i was saying you know how, even though I never met him, you know the the stories and the way these guys feel about him, these guys and girls, is nothing short of remarkable. The way you all, even from the fans, the fans who who have you know personal interactions and and like Summers' interactions and the amount of emotion that is evoked when you bring up this person, you know, even from like Kevin Steen when he, I remember when Biggins died. When I just started, you know, following IW and I saw the information on Twitter, everybody was just devastated to now where every single memory is this is this positive, wonderful story that that everyone smiles over. And this vignette really captured for anybody who didn't know him like myself, 
you just see as they as the as they keep bringing him up there's just something remarkable about what he did for this community and it's 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 an amazing thing and it's a very genuine thing and and i'm very happy that i was able to re- to watch that tonight it added so much to the story and it added so much to who AIW is as an organization and as, as students. So, you know, it, I, I'm an emotional guy. I, I, enjoy, I, I, you know, it just, I look for things like this to kind of uplift my spirits and just hearing how everybody talks about him is extremely uplifting. So, you know, take for that what it is, but it just, I, I just, I think I needed something like that. And I, and I, I liked it a lot in all this, all this darkness for the last year and whatnot, the Biggins tournament, the amount of, of energy and joy that you get out of talking about this person it's needed and every and it's it's wonderful any more on that segment nope uh butters what was next so we had carson backstage upset and uh in the green room he's trying to challenge Artie riley rose uh making his return and uh kaplan uh there's some good lines in here i didn't 100 percent catch some i know kaplan had another really good line um about needing to go on his date in 20 minutes or something like that. Uh, I know Carson mentioned something about like, at least if he was on com- like his commentary partner, Wadsworth would have his back. Uh, he was basically challenging everybody for their money. Um, Frankie was standing behind him. Frankie Flynn was standing behind him the whole time. Finally, uh, he says that he'd wrestle Carson next week. Carson says Frankie doesn't even have any money and he storms off. Frankie's crazy looking. Yes, he is. He's crazy looking. Every time he comes, the hair is so thick and full, and the beard. He's he just looks insane. You know, it's something that I've said about him before that you could take pictures of Frankie and you could tell like where it was in his career because how he's changed himself so many times in a short amount of time. And uh, I'm really starting to love this version of Frankie uh, for you know for a guy who was you know kind of on the sideline for a while and to get into it like this and then like with the beard and the hair and like i can't wait to see more of him and there's more of him but we'll talk about when we review um aw is this something you're interested in because there's something from that show that i saw that i really liked and we'll get to that when we get to that <laughs> all right uh let's get on to our next match next up we had tkd versus ethan wright Butters, let's start with you. What was your reaction? Uh, you know, we got to see Ethan Wright uh, work some more, and uh, he's slowly growing on me. Um, TKD, of course, you know, ha- had some interesting offense uh, that, you know, we've been kind of seeing from him. His his leg scissor uh, pin that he does is uh, reminds me of, you know, RVD used to do something similar, and uh, it's very, very interesting. It always sticks out to me every time he, like, launches into it how about you jiggle yeah i, I mean i i like the match to me went a little too long um i i'm not sure who was supposed to get the the proverbial rub from this match um i know tkd was asking you know dom what to do or whatever um i i don't know i you know in in go for broke ethan wright's not not popping for me just yet. He did a lot better for me last weekend. And that's something you'll cover, you know, into the week, whenever you do your review. But, um, the way he's presented here, there's just something missing for me from, for Ethan, Wright. I think it's, we'll talk about it in a minute. I think it's coming. I think that there's a piece being added to him that I, that I like where it's going, but for this match, uh, it, it was okay. It was, it was all right. I mean, I like TKD as, as a, as a, you know, from his personality, I, you know, I just, it, it was just a match to me. It, it needed to get Ethan Ethan right over, and that was that. So, um, yeah, that's what I got on that one. I do think it's kind of interesting that uh, on commentary they did put over the fact that uh, TKD could be injured and not be able to further compete to get more Biggins Bucks to get into the tournament. Um, so I think that might be uh, maybe a storyline they're going to play with down the road. And, you know, how, how does that angle affect, you know, him getting into the tournament now that he's injured? Um, so that, that could be very interesting to see if he, he, you know, comes back and is able to to secure enough wins. If he if, he, or if he's going to try to fight injured, uh, could be an interesting story for TKD. It was uh, Ethan Wright making TKD submit for the win. 
What happened next, Butters? So we get an Ethan Wright promo uh, coming out of the uh, match after he comes back through the curtain. Uh, um, I didn't I didn't paraphrase it or anything like that. I just wrote down that it was a promo. It was a pretty decent promo. Um, and then we had uh, Duke and the Bitcoin boys kind of standing off, uh, waiting for their match. And uh, Ethan Wright walks by them. Duke stops them, says he's watching them, and uh, he says he did, did a good job. So well, we get we we get another Duke as my MVP line, where he, Ethan Wright comes over and he goes, "Ethan Wright," and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Duke's line, some of his one-liners just kill me because his delivery is spot on, and he comes. Sometimes he comes off as a grumpy old man, and sometimes he comes off as a villain. And like when Ethan Wright came over and he goes, Ethan, right? I, he came off as like the grumpy old man trying to make a pun type of thing. And it just worked so well. And that's the layer that I was talking about. Like that's what I think Ethan Wright needs. He needs a mouthpiece and he needs a direction because I, I don't see what it is without it. I know he's Harley Race's um, student. OK, I get it. Now what? What else are you going to do for me? So, you know, I like Duke kind of scouting and and i like i like because ethan wrights looks great you know physically he looks great so I, I like what he might be able to do if he links up with the duke which is something that i pointed out what in the first episode i think it was where we saw ethan wright and the duke talking to each other yeah and we kind of seen something of it at aiw is this something you're interested in mm-hmm which when that happened, I was like, ah, 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 t- right there, right there. So now we're, we're seeing it on go for broke. So yeah, because I didn't even feel like surprised when it, when he came out with them, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He was talking to him. I was like, I felt like this is where it was kind of going. Makes sense. Like, yeah, it kind of, I didn't even question it at that point. <laughs> it just works. It fits perfectly. He looks like he belongs with them. It, it works really well. Duke is that kind of guy to have that kind of stable. It makes absolute sense. Why Why would he not pick up somebody that has the pedigree of Ethan Wright and then, you know, manipulate him? That's what he does. Yep. All right. What was next? We got that J-Lit 2019 commercial. That's never going to get old for me. I fucking love it every time. Yep. I'll never forget Tom dancing on top of the Odeon. Huh. What a night. <laughs> I'll never forget those two days that Marco Stunt wrestled in AIW, and I never thought those were gonna, those days were ever going to happen. He may never come back, but hey, I still have those two days. And he beat Tim Donst. That surprised me. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to the main event. PME versus the Bitcoin Boys in a non-title match, and if the Bitcoin Boys won... They got a future AEW tag team title match. Butters, what were your thoughts on it? All right. So when uh, Bitcoin was getting their little uh, entrance type thing, uh, Duke did uh, double double guns. And I'm pretty sure it was Philly. You could hear Philly on the other side of the ring called him Shooter McGavin. And I lost it. I was dying laughing. That was really fucking funny. And then the match was, you know, pretty good until we... Uh, Got some interference. Calm down, Jay Gold. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the match was really good. They were they were kind of getting into it, and uh, you know this was the winner get uh, if if PME lost, you know the Bitcoin boys got a title shot out of it and told a good story. It was pretty good. Jay Gold, what were your thoughts? Yeah, you know me. I get excited when when their champ when AIW's champs get on. Um, get on the every time so that's the best part about go for broke every time the champs are featured um they're portrayed properly so you know philly and marino having a non-title match i i honestly didn't know how it would go because the bitcoin boys have been so prominently featured and their careers have really taken off that i was uh, these are one of those matches you just look forward to it it's got a big fight feel um the Bitcoin boys, the, the crap talking in the little boxes when they're announced is awesome. I like that Kaplan started doing that. I think everybody should do have like one little one-liner, almost like a, a Mortal Kombat, like the guy has something to say in his little box type of thing or whatever that WCW game was where Raven had something to say in the little box and each guy had something. Um, 
I thought it was great. It was it was really entertaining for the time that it was on television. Um, you know, the timing of the match. Um, we'll get into the end there, but uh, yeah, those th- those four work really well together. I gotta say, and I don't know if you guys, you probably agree with me, or or you just have always noticed it, but Mikey Montgomery is damn creative in the ring. He is super creative. He does some really innovative spots that I haven't seen out of tag teams, and he's willing to really put his body on the line. And uh, um, I, I'm very very impressed with Eric Taylor. Uh, I don't know. It's, I'm not insulting Mikey, but I do think Eric Taylor is is a standout. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the match was great. I, I was very amped up watching it. So let's get into the end of this match. And it, I like how this happened. You have Josh Bishop coming out and well, like choke slamming and power bombing Mikey. And also, or maybe uh, uh, maybe he choke slammed Eric. I can't remember exactly what it was. Just decimated the Bitcoin boys, uh, grabbed Zave. Zave had the bump right so he got knocked out before Bishop came out yeah Yeah. and just like grabs Zave and like throws him by the by the pin and then just leaves and the unexpected save of the tag team champions by Bishop and Wes Uh, you didn't expect to see uh, you didn't expect to see the shooters uh, go after the Bitcoin boys so we talked about that earlier with Duke might have been you know, overplaying his hand a little bit and, and telling, you know, maybe he insulted the shooters there and, uh, and Bishop, I mean, come on, did he not look like, like, I know we, they call him baby Sid vicious, but did he not look like a monster just stalking into the ring and just destroying everybody in it? I mean, that was, that's how you get the champ. That's what I meant by like, I can't see how anybody beats this guy when he's like that, the wet hair is flying all over the place. You know, he's, he's body, he's, he's, power bombing people he picked up xavier by like his belt and like carried him around like he was you know like like a Bijan. one you know hand. like yeah one. i mean it, it was, was i mean the, the power the strength like the way he was presented that's how you present your champion like unreal it's good stuff uh, bishop is just he is all the parts that you want and you have you have the mouthpiece at the bottom and then they they do those that camera shot where they're shouting into the camera I mean, the shooters are are TV made. They're they're always TV made. But uh, that that was a very interesting ending, you know, where where PME really didn't know what 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 was up and down on that one. I liked it because it means we're eventually going to have that match again. And the thought that I was getting watching the Bitcoin Boys versus PME is, in a way, it's definitely not a hundred percent parallel. But in a way, this match, PME versus Vip. Bitcoin boys is very much like Bishop versus justice. I think it's a match we're going to see a lot in AIW and they're basically going to have a feud. Like this is something that started probably what, like end of 2018 beginning uh, or end of 2019, beginning of 2020, 2019, uh, hell on earth. They had a match against each other for the belts and that match was awesome. I knew once that match happened, I was like, I, like to see that again i even think i tweeted that that i'd like to see them go at it again so it was cool to see that again this week and uh yeah you could definitely see some some more of that uh like jay gold said like mikey is just leaps and bounds like he is so good and uh i'm really impressed with everything he's been doing eric taylor too like i really like both of them a lot and uh but mikey just really showed a lot with the uh even from this past weekend which you guys will talk about down the road but like he really, really impressed me with these shows this this last weekend. So, I mean, I, I I could do all they could do they could do a two you know a three a triple threat tag match and I would be super excited. You put the Rip City Shooters in there, and then you have you know a star explosion for your your for your main event. Like all six of those guys are stars, and you know with the Duke on the outside. If you know one day if. If uh, if Rickster ever came back or whoever the next member of Rip City Shooters might be one day, you know, they might have somebody. But, I mean, you set up – there's so many ways you can go. The, the Bitcoin boys could want retribution to go after the shooters. You know, the PME can, can say, you know, you guys didn't get a fair shot at the end, so we're going to give you another one. Or PME could go after, you know, the shooters and say, we don't need your help. You know, I mean, it's it's big time. All six guys are big time, and you set up for the future lots and lots of good stuff. At least uh, PME is on the board now. 
Yeah, well, Marine, Marino is now $500 richer, and you have Philly, I think, at 1500 So, yeah, at least you have both members of PME on the board. Because of Josh Bish's interference, it was Marino Tanaglia pinning Mikey Montgomery. That was that was the show. Any uh, final thoughts on episode five of Go For Broke? I mean, I, I'll just say it again. It was emotional, and it was, um, and it was uh, energetic tonight. And you had both of those pieces, and it made for uh, really compelling television tonight. We're getting we're getting different styles of shows every week. I mean, if you remember, Justin, like week two, I said it was like ECW on Sci-Fi, and then you know, then you have this week where you have emotional and energetic, and and each week you have something different. The show offers you every week. The format is it, the format might be the same. Not the maybe the rules might be the same, but the format comes out differently every week, and that's all as fans you can ask for that it doesn't get stale and it has not been stale for one second. And I have not been underwhelmed with any of the episodes yet. How about you, Butters? Every week it gets more and more fun, and we get deeper into this, uh, these matches for the tournament. And I'm so excited. Uh, just every week we get to do this, it's, it's great. I'm loving it, and I can't wait to see what we get next week. Yeah, I agree. The I continue to love the show. Uh, kind of make sure I'm home, obviously, especially to make sure watching for the show. But it was something I was going to try to watch live anyway, and uh, it's it's fun that you know we get to do that with AIW. We got to watch all these other you know companies do live shows that maybe it's that's you know should say live shows that are weekly. And granted, like this isn't live, but still, it's it's a world premiere, and we get to all enjoy it together. So it's. It's really fun, and that's, I think, why a lot of us want to see it come back after it's done. Like, maybe it's a yearly thing or, or whatever it is. It's still fun to watch. It also feels like a, it, when we're watching it, a lot, like, in real time, it really feels like a community is watching it all at once, and that's a, that's a really cool feeling. I don't know if you feel it while you're watching, looking at Twitter or whatever while you're taking notes, but it feels like we're watching it as a group, and that's that's pretty awesome. You, you know, you don't get that with every TV show it, it it has a very Walking Dead, Game of Thrones uh, type of like community watch. Everybody seems to be in Cleveland, you know, looking at their IWTV at 10 p.m. So that's pretty neat. And I, and I like being a part of it. All right. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Jagold. None. Jagold12 on Twitter. And I, I, again, guys, really happy to see you all last weekend. It was it was wonderful. You guys gave me reason to uh, to smile again. And I appreciate that. How about you, Butters? Uh, you know, I got I. WTV guide. We reviewed uh, New Texas Pro Wrestling Astro World this week. Next week is our one year anniversary show. We're going to be covering the uh, Big Starks brand uh, mini tournament that they did. Um, and, uh, you know, never know who could pop up on there as a surprise guest or anything like that. So that could always be fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. You can find the podcast at IWTV guide on both Twitter and Instagram. That's all I got. And of course, you can find myself at Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam. Super fantastic podcast. It's Evolution, baby. The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, 
Happy Hour with Steve Guy, the co-host wrestling show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and we'll talk, pal, later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.